Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Privileged Black Kids with your host, Kendall Camp. And today I have a short episode for you guys. I brought on my friends Austin Jeter and Ezekiel Stevens to discuss how to carry yourself as a black man in the workplace. This episode is definitely great for any person who has had to maneuver through being a minority in the workplace or for anybody, honestly, who just wants to learn more about some of the challenges that minorities have to deal with while working um, in the workplace. Now, bear with me. Um, the Zoom quality was okay, but I have found some loopholes that might help in future episodes. So don't worry, we are going to get through it. Um, you guys know me, Kendall Camp does not quit. Um, no pandemic or pandemic. Um, the podcast is just going to keep coming. Um, if you guys like this episode, please make sure to screenshot and tag us at Privilege Black Kids Podcast on Instagram. All of that will be in the description below. Thank you guys so much for love and support. And here's another episode of Privilege Black Kids. I kind of wanted to discuss things as far as diversity in the workplace and how you guys have maneuvered through it. And, you know, Zeke, I'm more kind of interested with you with your hairstyle. Like, what have people told you about the way you dress your hair? Like, what are some of the advice that you've gotten? Oh, yeah. How have you maneuvered through that? Yeah, so for context, I know they can't see me right now, but uh, for people that don't know me, I'm like, I'm just saying I'm dark-skinned with locks. You know what I'm saying? So that, uh, and I also have like the full beard too. Yeah. So, and tattoos. So it's like, I got the full like, the check mark, I guess you would say. And you're tall. Tall, yeah, we about that. And we say Chicago, it's like, oh, this guy. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, I got literally like all the little check marks and I've heard everything from, like, I honestly, I, I, I wouldn't say the name of who told me within the, the business department, but I actually had somebody um, told me my freshman year that they wouldn't take me serious until I cut my hair. You know what I'm saying? Like, not saying any, like anything that I did before that like really didn't matter until, like, you know, I cut my hair just because of, like, the whole tradition behind what corporate America looks like and what they're looking for. Knowing necessarily, like, that is still prevalent, like, that whole stigma. But I know for, like, myself, I kind of had to make that up. You have to, like, you have to make a choice whether, like, what you're going to do and what you're going to stand for, like, your true brand. And I was at a crossroads, too, like, coming into college, I knew, like, that was something I was like, oh, I may have to cut my hair, I may have to cut my hair. But then I got to a point where it's like, if I'm going to be, you know, meeting with people and, you know, trying to enter, like, doing it, honestly, talking to people. Like, they have to genuinely want me for who I am as a person rather than the exterior, what do I look like? You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, it's like what's inside of you and what's in your mind. Like, you're going to turn somebody away because they have locks. They may go to another company and pretty much, like, bring an idea that turns them around. You know what I'm saying? It's little stuff like that. That's just how I think about it. Is that, like, literally. So, like, I feel like you don't judge people off the exterior, but, you know, truly of who they are and the character of, like, what they stand for, you know? Yeah. Awesome. Any, any so, comments on that, like with yourself going through, going through corporate and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. About, I'm going to let you speak, but then I'm going to speak my, speak my piece. Cause we definitely talked about my hair a lot. Yeah. 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 So again, like I said, I, I, I played baseball uh, for most of my life and um, you know, baseball is a sport that is, I want to say on opening day, um, maybe a couple of years ago, there was only like 7% uh, 
of the players were African-American, right? Put that in context. You have companies such as Google, Facebook, large these large tech companies. And like the tech space as a whole, I want to say, I can, at least from my experience at Google, right? Google was only like 3% black. Um, so, you know, and, and that statistic is not unique to Google. That statistic is it's the most widespread. Most yeah, that, yeah. But like even just in the, in the tech space, right? That, that, st- that statistic is, is, is prevalent. Um, and then when you go to venture capital st- statistics, um, I want to say only 1% of all venture capital dollars went to uh, like founders of color, particularly like African-Americans, mm-hmm. right? So that space, you know, that space, and I think, you know, with the recent George Floyd protest, you know, the VC Twitter's kind of um, been burning, you know, with, oh, yeah, if you're a Black founder, you know, you know, come uh, talk to Sequoia or come get mentorship hours with, you know, these top firms now because, like, there's, the industry knows that there's an issue, mm-hmm. um, but it's, like, it kind of only, it takes, like, a spark to kind of get change moving, and I think we, that's not just with tech, right? That's just with the world. Um, so, as a whole, so um, my experiences, uh, I would say that at PayPal, there was not too many black males, but there were, you know, I think PayPal at the time was one of the more diverse um, tech companies that, that I was at. Um, and then, like I said, Google was uh, was pretty much, there wasn't too much, um, too many African-Americans there. Uh, but I remember being in a meeting and, you know, there, um, you know, that was one of the things that, that they had targeted to, to work on. Um, but yeah, as a, as a whole, I mean, that there's, there's nothing really much left to be said uh, about that. Like, you know, is I, uh, for context, I'm more light skinned. Um, I'm yeah, I'm a light skinned brother with green eyes. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm six feet tall. Uh, and I yeah, have look like, more like now. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about six feet tall. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, put it in Instagram below. After all, you guys chisel, ch- chisel, chisel, chin, shadow beard. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> Lean build. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, if yeah, for listeners, I'm I'm a big jokester. Um, but um, yeah, so. You know, I would say like my experience is a little bit different, um, maybe than Zeke's. Uh, I grew up in a household where my parents kind of, I guess, kept me on more of a, a, a straight and narrow. Um, not to say that having dreads is not a straight and narrow, but definitely more like, oh, you know, you have to have your hair like this and you have to present yourself like this um, is kind of how I grew up. Um, and that's how, you know, and everyone has a different experience. So. But that's how the that's kind of I guess my experience in the workplace. Yeah, I wasn't there wasn't uh, never too many black males um, in any of my experiences. I would say, yeah. So yeah. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really. At the end of the day, like you you have to perform. I just want to say, like you know, like don't for the listeners is like regardless of how many people that look like you, right? Like you you have to perform, and then you have to if there's no one that looks like you, like you have to be that person that reaches back and like, 
and reaching back doesn't necessarily mean like oh like i work here so like let me get you into my company but it also is just like you know reaching back is also just exposing people to you know opportunities that they might not necessarily have been exposed to and i think that as a whole like as long as like if in the technology space if people if if we're offering solutions i would just say a solution to their problem is not one solution that's very easy is really just to go to primarily black areas and primarily black cities um in you know schools and really just saying you know there's a place for you at facebook or there's a place for you at google or you know if you're in, if you're good at math you can be a software engineer if you're good at graphic design you can be a ux designer or user experience designer if you're you know exactly. if you like you know what i'm saying because like i've noticed that i think particularly at morehouse a lot of people um will you know we're heavily stimulated by opportunities at you know the, the investment banks and things of that nature um and then like what i notice is as i i'm a so for context too, I'm an avid LinkedIn person. Like I'm, I stalk people on, yeah. on LinkedIn. So yeah. like I'm like, oh yeah. So like I'm I'm on LinkedIn all the time. Like oh, who from Morehouse is working at Google? And I will literally add like everybody. And that's just like how. And that's like, but that's, that's a real I think way to make very connections. Like yeah, people, people yeah. underestimate Instagram and LinkedIn is the easiest way to make connections and talk to people. I think, and then two, so not to plug, uh, whatever forget it. I am going to plug Morehouse and I'm right now because Morehouse has that really unique relationship and Spellman and Clark where you can completely just not know somebody and they could be just the VP of whatever. And like exactly. nine times out of 10, like because you have Morehouse on your LinkedIn profile, they will add you. And I'll say maybe four times out of 10, they will hit you up first and be like, young brother, how can I help you? Help or, you. <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to just plug our school on that note, because that is just how we operate. But um, so yeah, I don't know also, where I was going with also, that. I was gonna say you said something earlier too, like um, that, that piece on once you get because it's one thing to actually get within the roles. Like, getting there is, like, the easy, I would say, it's not the easy thing, but that's the thing that, you know, that's, like, everybody knows that you can get in. But, like, once you're in and you're in the camps, the exploratory programs, you're in the spaces where they're looking at you as, like, all right, this is the, like, people, you know, may, what, may or may not, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Have perceptions about you. But it's just, like, you have to know that whatever you do, like, again, like what he, uh, Austin was saying, you have to perform. You have to perform twice as harder, you know what I'm saying, and twice as like putting your best foot forward, but making sure that you're like, like my I, mindset is like you're never taking failure for option. Like I'm finna be the best person, the best, like I'm not finna be outworked regardless. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Who you are, what school you come from. So it's like once you have developed that mindset and start believing, it really just happens from yourself. Like they selected me for who I am and for what, like, you know what I'm saying, what I'm offering. Just like they selected everybody else in this room. You know what I'm saying? Like we're all starting off with that square one. So let's play ball. You know what I'm saying? So like having yeah. that mindset. And I feel like that's really what'll get you like far too. And don't like put yourself down just because you think like somebody's accepting you to something just because you are that African-American number. 
if that is the case, show them why, you know what I'm saying, they need more of you. So, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I was, I figured, I, I remember where I was going with that, with what I was saying previously. What I was, to sum it up, at Morehouse, we get, we get a lot of stimulation from, um, from investment banks and, and uh, consulting firms. So we, we've, we've really produced a very strong pipeline to the JP Morgans and the, and the Goldman Sachs of the world. Um, I, what, I, what I was alluding to was that those people, because we get exposed to that, what I've noticed is that from the alumni, right, they may start in that kind of role, but then they pivot to like a tech role from the investment banking. So it's almost like, or the consulting, like working for the Deloitte or the McKinsey's. So it's like, it's almost like a stepping stone. So, but at least for a lot of the older, uh, more else alum, right? I mean, the tech space, let's see, Facebook came out in what, like 2005, 2003, right? So like, it's still a very new company. Um, so like, you know, with that being said, right, if we get more exposure early on to those companies, and I think that it would just be a better solution to, to gaining more diversity uh, in those in those roles. Yeah, no, definitely. Or at those places. Yeah. So I kind of want to let the listeners in and give them some context. So earlier we were talking about Ezekiel and his hair, and uh, I kind of wanted to, so I guess, talk about how me and Austin would talk about my hair, because... Anybody that knows me knows that my hair is, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's not low <laughs> to just give it some, some context. Um, even this summer, like I've grown a beard, like I can't the mindset it's quarantine. I can't even get a haircut. I haven't got a haircut. I think now for the past three or four months. So, um, me and Austin would kind of go back and forth about how my hair should be and what it, what it should do. Um, but then I think there was one point I told him, I was like, well, I'm working through media. Media isn't the, technically the same as maybe a bank or consulting firm. Um, a lot of stuff it is too about my brand. Like, to be honest, I think, uh, so when I created my other radio show with me and Jalen, my hair actually became one of the things that we put on the logo because that's what people know me by. And for people who do think about their hair, like think of it as for some people, it's actually their brand. It's something that people remember them by. And um, I would really say, just, if as long as you're doing great work, don't worry too much about it. If the company doesn't want you just for your hair, then that company maybe you just you don't need to be working you don't for need them. To be there, like go somewhere else. There's a lot of other companies who will, you know, respect your services. So I would say that's just a big thing. You know, if you're thinking about your hair, like just go to a place that they they respect you and you're and you're and you're doing good work. If you like that episode of Privileged Black Kids, make sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Follow us on Instagram at Privileged Black Kids Podcast. All of that information will be in the description below. Um, thank you guys for all the love and support, and thank you for listening to another episode of Privileged Black Kids.